Hello there. In this episode, Anthony and I sat down for an interview about indie communities. This is a two-part episode. The first part can be listened here in the Wannabe Entrepreneur, and the second part can be listened in Indie Worldwide's podcast. The links will be in the description. Enjoy. It is the Wannabe Entrepreneur Indie Worldwide crossover yeah, episode crossover. featuring it's our first National time. Dish of Portugal. We, have, um, we are in Portugal. It's so weird. I don't know if I speak a little bit. Yeah, look well, at you. Most, we, you know, this is the audience. This is yeah, yeah. this is my first time ever doing an in-person podcast. Me, me is the second. This yeah. setup is so legit, yeah, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. This is very professional. Everyone very professional. Home, I hope you are enjoying. I hope you are enjoying as well. The quality of this audio video production. Yeah, Anthony, welcome to Portugal. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and uh, you've been here for. Two weeks, three weeks. About that, yeah. I've lost track of the time already. Okay. And uh, what is your first time here? No, I've been here. I've been in Lisbon once before. Mm -hmm. It was February 2020 for about a month. Okay. Yeah. So not too long ago. A couple of years. It feels like a long time ago. It was like immediately before the pandemic. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the last month when we still lived in a pre-pandemic Yeah. What year world. is are we in, actually? I forget <laughs> sometimes. I was like, is it 2022? Yeah, it's 2022 now. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So it's been yeah two years. You were here for a month, and now you're back. Yeah, back for another maybe two months this time. And okay. must I have to say, Lisbon is a lot nicer in the summer than than February. Yeah, February. I think it's the worst month to come to Lisbon. Uh, if I had to pick, it was the worst month, cheap, which was nice, like yeah. Airbnbs and stuff. It's very rainy. It, it can get rain. It depends. You know, the the weather changes it was, a lot. It was then. damp. I got sick. Like right away. I don't think it was COVID. I think it was just had a okay. cold. Maybe it was though. Maybe yeah. I was like, you didn't, you didn't get zero. tested. It was before anybody was doing that. Like ah, people were still yeah. making fun of the China virus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember right after <laughs> Lisbon, I was in like Faro, and then I was in Spain. I remember like being in a hostel in Spain, and everybody was like, "Nah, like it's just the news. Yeah. Like it's no big problem." Like this dude sneezed on my face, and like we we're all <laughs> laughing about it. And then I went home. I was like. <laughs> I will die. I'm gonna die, and then like two days later, Italy shut down, and then like two days after that, Spain shut like yeah, was shutting yeah. down. So I like fled the country basically. Yeah, Got yeah. an earlier flight, went to London, left London the next day. London shuts down. I'm in Canada. Canada shuts down. It's like it's like poof, poof. it felt like the walls were closing. And, and then you just, eventually went to New York. Yeah, I rented a car and drove across the border That's back crazy. to America. It's it was like, it was weird, dude. Did you feel like weird. that you were running? from like a virus or like a zombie not the virus it, it was felt a virus like a zombie actually, apocalypse, like zombie absolutely. apocalypse yeah. and like the drive from canada to the u.s was so eerie because it was the highway was empty and they had all these like highway signs along the road so empty yeah. highway just me and like 18 wheelers and signs that are like stay home stay home <laughs> Shit. don't go anywhere if, if it's, you yeah, stop it's on the bridge weird. don't get out don't get yeah, out of your yeah. car <laughs> and then i get to the border i didn't even own a mask yet and the border guards are one like are you <laughs> what are you doing here how did you survive <laughs> and they gave me a mask and i'm like all right you be safe you know like and then i uh yeah then i drove home and stayed at my parents house for the next six months which by the way is like the perfect place to survive a zombie apocalypse upstate new york yeah we've got everyone's armed one <laughs> food self-sufficient everyone's farming 
uh there's like amish community up there like yeah, yeah. if there's a place to survive the apocalypse uh upstate new york i would say okay okay maybe i shouldn't even reveal you know yeah no go somewhere else go to portugal <laughs> well you know and now i'm back in lisbon <laughs> yeah yeah lisbon exactly so the best <laughs> city you've ever no so you're back uh back in lisbon mm -hmm. it's better it's more sunny i guess than in february and uh, we have here dun, 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 now we need like this <laughs> pastel zanata uh which you never tasted before right for the purposes of this podcast <laughs> I've, i've never had it before yeah yeah anthony's Reaction. having his first pastel nata. we're pivoting to reaction yeah. videos no 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 more of this like founder content it's just reaction videos now yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what do we say in in portuguese for cheers yeah uh, yeah. for cheers we say there's two ways you can say saúde 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 or if it's with uh, glasses mm -hmm. sometimes we use the the word chin 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 that's cute. which is yeah it's it sounds kind of ch chinese kind of thing but it's the clink mm -hmm. of the um, the glass of the glasses yeah that's cute well saúde let's do saúde all right mm. delicious mm. this one's really good really buttery Is your first time having you have an napkin there? Not from Monte Korea. This is your one. Oh, thanks. Delicious. I should have brought something too. You think that um, this is better than the Pistachio Blanc? Yeah. It's been like two years since I tried that one, but this one's better. <laughs> no, I have no idea. No. One, one. Five minutes of eating Michelle, not the oh, the best content. It's really good. Do you have anything like this in the U.S.? Mm -hmm. Not really, no. Like you can get pastries with custard and stuff, or like a donut filled with cream. Would you say it's the same? The same? No, this is kind of different. Mm. Oh wow, this was good. That's good. It was a good idea to run to the bakery. I agree. Thank you. And now, I will drink coffee from my WB mug. <laughs> Logo's out. <laughs> yeah, I think um, um, uh, you really went up to me on the swag. Yeah, I feel a bit bad. Shall You're I swagged bring, out. Shall I bring your sticker that I have there so that you can... Oh, I've them? actually got them in my... I always uh. have the stickers <laughs> out there ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why Do you think you we do? should introduce ourselves? first or do you think everyone knows this already because we're so, we're so famous yeah, yeah everybody knows <laughs> this is tiago anthony um, host and founder of the wannabe entrepreneur podcast slash community hosting founder of the indie world indie worldwide is the same podcast slash, slash community <laughs> we are competitors and best friends <laughs> yeah basically i've uh, enjoyed getting to know you we've talked before on mm -hmm. your podcast mm -hmm. um but we met for the first time in person Two weeks ago, I guess, we went to yeah. the bar. With some nice uh, Nepalese food. Yeah, that authentic. was delicious. And then went to a bar. It was also nice. And I remember the first time we chat via, um, um, in the virtual world. Uh, and you were, I guess you were like just woken up or something. So Probably. I remember like your voice being so low. <laughs> I was like, wow, he has a very low voice. Yeah, yeah, I, I even had like difficulties. I was trying to like change a little bit the equalizer to make it a little bit more. <laughs> I was really really low you don't want to know the number of events and like podcast episodes where it's the very first thing i've done that day like 
not even brush my teeth yet just like yeah. roll out of bed really but yeah dude that's, that's like i don't wake up until i have to most days and then i and then i work until i fall asleep it's kind of ah, how i'll do it but so. today you wanted to be here at 9 a.m yeah so what about that because i'll wake up early if i have a reason right, to right, so right. i try to schedule things in the morning so yeah. i right away like yeah, awake know, and moving but otherwise i stay in bed until yeah. i have to I, I'm, i'm the same i also need some motivation maybe sometimes i think i should i should try to change it to be a little more productive the, my, my only hack is like find thing like just schedule meetings in the morning and then that yeah. gets me up well because once i'm going i'm going but yeah but i won't i won't but i always feel that i'm waking up and people realize that i just woke up and they were like wait isn't it like 10 or 10 30 like, it's good you have the short hair you know you don't have the bedhead situation oh yeah, yeah, I yeah do. but i get my eyes like you can see in my eye eyes. drops Yeah, eye drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Trick. That's what I use. Yeah. So we are both working uh, or building a community for indie makers. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been doing WB? I've been doing WB since I would say I started for real, like in November. November. 2021. And then so, how long were you working on it for pretend? Uh, for pretend. So. I guess we can already get into a little bit of the story how I I came came up with the idea of uh, building the WB uh, because it's kind of I I never planned it it was never something that was like you know what I will build a community I didn't even yeah. know that there was a possibility to build a community this could be even a business so I quit my job in um, in uh, 20, 2021 so mm. last year around the summer the beginning of the summer so it was beginning of June. And I, I had this idea that I wanted to focus 100% in my projects because since ever that I, I want to be an entrepreneur. You know, when you have uh, these kids that they tell you, since I was eight or something and you want to be a doctor or something like this. Yeah. I, I, I felt that I never had any passion for that, for anything. Mm -hmm. It's like I, I wanted to be I know, something. I was like a football player or something, you know, this yeah. kind of utopic dreams. And then... I but now what if I think about it if I go back to one of my early memories it was like me and my friends making these kind of bookmarks mm -hmm. and selling to our like colleagues not colleagues we were like I don't Your know friends friends but we were in the first grade or kids. second grade or something we were kids I like I wish kids would call each other colleague that'd be so cute it's <laughs> like five year olds like yeah my colleague Sarah <laughs> was pulling my hair today She's a meanie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's, uh, you know, brought it to fancy... management. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the, those fancy schools were like the, this, the. Yeah, this is how private school is. Yeah, right? private schools were like super rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I remember like uh, selling this at some point. The, the teachers told us that we couldn't make money out of this. But I remember like mm -hmm. actually selling and the kids would give their lunch money or something and so yeah. by the way uh, bullies you don't need to you know threaten people you can just sell them bookmarks we used to make um like origami ninja stars and uh sell those it's like yeah? two sheets of paper you turn them into a ninja star you can really like wow do some damage with that so I kids love, love them you, you need to, to teach me steal the paper that. yeah yeah i don't know if i still remember but i'm sure i could find a tutorial i used to make ninja stars uh little like paper balloons and cranes and stuff yeah and sell it yeah sometimes wow yeah the ninja stars especially kids would would pay like a dollar for them that's so interesting we yeah. literally start our business with a piece of paper you know when yeah, it's like you just you need, need a piece of paper 
and uh, that's what we needed. Just need yeah. paper and then how to fold it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, so I, I mean, you you had to uh, you you had bigger dreams because uh, you know bigger body. You know, you had the opportunity to be a footballer. You know, me, I was little from the get go, so I was always uh, entrepreneur. Well, I mean. Uh, a soccer player, not the, like, I don't know yeah. if you're thinking about the American football. I feel like soccer players are still like, yeah. you know, they're big and athletic and they can. Yeah. Do, well, you also have some. But not Messi. If Messi, so. yeah. But uh, the problem was not my. Uh, athleticism. My, yeah, my athleticism or my stature was like, I was just never good at it. Yeah. I know. I always played football. <laughs> I think your problem was the athleticism then, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess yes, the athleticism. <laughs> but uh, I was good at other sports, but never like soccer. Well. I was not extremely bad, but yeah. yeah. So why did Soon you, I could see that why did you quit never. your job in 2021? So 2021, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Uh, I want to focus. What were you doing before? So before I was a software developer. Okay. Uh, I worked uh, at the Trivago, mm -hmm. Hotel Trivago. You know this company? Yeah. Um, and then it was funny because then I, I left Trivago. I went to work in uh, another kind of age, um, travel industry. Mm -hmm. Um, startup, very small, 15 people only. It was super fun. A completely different uh, situation there because we were just 15 and you can really feel your impact. And then COVID hit. Uh, and then this company what was bought by Trivago. Mm. So then I was back at Trivago. Uh, and then, yeah, Curly and I wanted to go back to Portugal. I think, okay, this is the best opportunity now because COVID is hitting and it's everything is so messed up. Everyone yeah. is working from home anyways. I don't want to stay here. I don't want to work at Trivago anymore. Uh, it's my opportunity to quit my job. And then in Germany, it's great because if you quit your job, you get unemployment money as mm -hmm. well. So you just get blocked for three months, but then they pay you. So I was like, okay, I'm basically being paid to do my own stuff. So yeah, it was definitely a great timing to do that. And I started by working. <coughs> I started, uh, bless you. Thank you. I started by working on a, on another project, and at the same time, I started this podcast, the Want to Be Entrepreneur, as a way like I love podcasting, and I just wanted to vent a way to kind of speak about my journey, and then people liked it, and I continued, and then I created a way to somehow make money, which was sponsorships, not sponsorships, sorry, um, memberships. Mm. So, so podcast first, then community. Exactly. So then I I. At first, I was like, okay, you can just support me like a Patreon. Mm -hmm. But then I wanted to give something in return. So I started adding people into the Slack channel. Right. And then I started also adding the people I interviewed to the Slack channel. But I had no idea this would turn out to be a community. I thought that normally the Slack channels, like no one uses it. Mm -hmm. But then people were just like chatting a lot with each other. And they had a lot of fun and they were sharing their projects. And then around November, that's when I realized, wait maybe this is the product yeah not the podcast this is not just a supplement of the podcast this should be its own entity and that's how i started it's kind of interesting like the parallels so yesterday i was talking to daniel vasalo who like also oh, yeah. has a community oh yeah that was fun yeah and but he's told me something really similar mm -hmm. like during that conversation um which was his community started as just um on discord as just like a way to um, kind of coordinate the courses he was doing because mm -hmm. he was running these like small bets courses mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he, he phrased it almost the same way he was like oh like maybe the community itself can be a product yeah um, but it started the same way like he was just adding people from the course as like a way to have one channel to talk mm -hmm. to them all and then 
you know, it like kind of naturally became an active community. It was like, oh, maybe I'll just sell memberships to this. Yeah. And he's making tons, right? He's doing really good. I think yeah. he's saying he's doing like 30 grand a month yeah. from his uh, community. But I was 30 like, grand? Yeah. I don't think oh it's recurring, God. though. I think they're like... It's amazing. Well, but you got to compare like the size of his audience, right? Like he's talking, he's got 100,000 people following him on Twitter. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. like a huge platform mm -hmm. to reach a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And I would love to get into what are your thoughts on this kind of businesses? Because a lot of people might even say that uh, this is those who can do it, they well, there's this saying, if you cannot do it, you teach. In yeah. this case, if you cannot do it, you basically start, start a community. Uh, community. <laughs> I'd love to speak about it. But first, I would love also for to your story on how you started uh, Indie Worldwide. Yeah, so it was kind of the other way around. We started as a community, and then now we also have a podcast mm -hmm. and other content. Okay. Um, and I started the podcast just as an excuse to talk to interesting people. And, That's a uh, great way to like do it. Yeah. For the community. Um, so anytime someone actually listens to it, it's like a kind of a bonus. Like I already got the bonus. Yeah, I got yeah. to talk to someone interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, so I started mine like almost four years ago now. Mm -hmm. I was nomadic. Um, I was starting in-person meetups. So I started uh, Indie Hackers um, Medellin, Colombia, Indie mm -hmm. Hackers Mexico City, yeah, Indie Hackers yeah, yeah. Boston, Indie Hackers Worldwide. And then um, as it started to take on a life of its own. So at first we were just a virtual version of an in-person meetup. Mm -hmm. We'd meet once a month on Zoom, just like chat about what we were working on, started mm -hmm. to add people to Slack for convenience. Um, and uh, once like that started to take on a life of its own, I didn't, I still didn't think of it as a business, but just as like a group of people that I wanted to be friends with. Right. Because it was for free. Uh, yeah, it's free. Join, right? mm -hmm. it's free. Basically, we started charging not for access to the community, but for access to one-on-one uh, -on -one introductions. Right. Or about a year and a half ago. That was free too until the members of the matching club were like, hey, Anthony, like this is kind of valuable compared to everything else yeah. you're doing. So <laughs> let me pay you for that. It's <laughs> like, oh, you want to pay me? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I was just charging like, I don't know, like 40 bucks one time <laughs> and uh, raised, okay, 60, okay, 80. And like, the, so the first year um, that made like five grand. And then we also made some money from sponsorships. And that was, oh, that was last year. And then yeah. this year um, I started charging monthly for access to the whole community. Mm -hmm. So access to the Slack, access to the one ones, access to like our partner resources and everything. And people started to pay. I was like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> So I guess this is a business after all. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should quit consulting, um, which is the other thing I do. It's like uh, like fractional CTO mm -hmm, type consulting mm -hmm. and just see how big I can make this. So two months yeah. ago, I quit consulting and went full time on Indie Worldwide. Yeah. And, and I've been extremely growing. jealous of your growth because you said, like, you know what, I'm, I'm uh, focusing 100% in the community. And then every day it seemed that your MRR was like doubling. It's like, ah, 100. Oh, 300, 500. Yeah. And it's now what? thousand it's right around 1500 we so we wow, hit 1700 then i screwed something up in stripe or whatever and like i broke <laughs> the signups then i turned signups off for a week so this last couple of weeks we've been like um and then i also made it easier for people to manage their own billing so mm -hmm. we had some churn now we're back down to like 1500 now i've turned signups back on so hopefully it could start to grow again yeah okay yeah. that's but a costly mistake so you started making money and I guess now that we kind of introduced a little bit how we came to the community world, I guess we can start uh, tackling these kind of questions, which is, first of all, what is the benefit of 
joining a community for for indie mm -hmm. hackers in, in our case for indie hackers but can be a community of anything really right so what do you think is the benefit i think it depends on the type of community so there's like um uh like membership value communities where you join for the other people who are already a member right? mm -hmm. so like you join right, uh, yeah. a golf club or like not a, what are they called like a country club or whatever mm -hmm. um even if you don't like golf because you want to meet other rich people who like golf, yeah, right? For networking. Yeah. Then there's other communities that are like, um, like information or knowledge based. It's like, oh, like there's information being shared here mm -hmm. that I can't find elsewhere. It's like everyone here is working in finance or something. We, we share tips or whatever. Right. Um, or there's communities where it's like based around the goal. It's like, so we all want to become really good at knitting. And so we're mm -hmm. joining the knitting club to learn how to knit and get better at that. Yeah. So I think a good community is like some combination of all those mm -hmm. things. Like any worldwide, you can join for the membership, you can join because of the shared goal. Um, and you can also join because you can like find out the answers to questions that you might mm -hmm. not be able to find mm -hmm. elsewhere. How do you think about it? Yeah. No, I think you summarized it really, really well. Uh, I do think that people normally join communities, uh, but Again, I'm mostly in, in our world, in let's say the indie hacking world, because mm -hmm. I don't know much about the country clubs and everything. But what I've realized, what I've noticed, is that either people sometimes join because they are desperate to showcase their products. Mm. So they are trying to do it everywhere. So they do it on Reddit first, on Twitter, um, and then they try to find Discord channels or Slack channels. Um, and I think... We call uh, those spammers. Yeah, they're, they're called spammers, or to be honest, I, I've, I've been one, and yeah. sometimes I am one. So I don't think that's necessarily a bad, like, I think it's not necessarily a bad sign for an entrepreneur to be a little bit too aggressive on marketing. Like, it's, I think it's something a lot of people learn. Like, yeah. first it's like, oh, okay, I got to post everywhere in order to get any attention. And that, like, kind of, like, aggressiveness, I think is a good sign that they're, they are moving in the right direction, but you kind of have to figure out like, okay, like this is actually, is not that effective. Mm -hmm. Let me find better ways yeah. of getting my message out, message out there. Exactly. So like when I started any worldwide, like part of it was like, oh, I want a place where I can post stuff and not be banned. <laughs> Cause like that sucks. And so a lot of times when people post things and it's not um, like adding value to the community, I don't like kick them out right away. I delete the post and I tell them like, like you can't do this because of X. Like here's mm -hmm. a different idea for mm -hmm. how you could promote yourself, but have it get value to exactly. the community. Yeah. So like the other day, somebody posted. It was just like a link to their podcast. I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, like don't post that. Yeah. If you want to post it, sorry by the way. <laughs> <laughs> talk about how you've grown your podcast. Yeah. You know, like what? Because we're focused on founders and like right. growth and marketing. So like, right. how have you been marketing your podcast? Mm -hmm. What's working? Yeah. Like what things have you learned from it? True, but I, I still feel that. Um, obviously, you soon realize that you cannot just go there and put your link and expect for people to, oh, a link, let me click. Like yeah. Most people don't, won't do it. And you realize that you need to do it in different ways, right? As you said, you need to create content that is valuable around your product. And a lot of people do this, for instance, on Twitter, Indie Hackers, uh, Reddit, this kind of ways so that people won't call you a fully a, a spammer. But I would say that your intent is still to do marketing, right? So mm -hmm. you join a community to to do this kind of marketing and a lot of I people think say that's much more of a problem too in the uh, uh, free communities right 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Once yeah, I yeah. put a paywall on any worldwide, yeah. spam basically dropped to zero because if you mm -hmm. have to pay to post, you're just not yeah. gonna. You're gonna join for better reasons. Exactly. So, so that's what I was about to to say as well. So, one reason is for marketing, and I see a lot of people doing that, joining communities for marketing. Mm -hmm. The other reason is to share a journey and and to learn, as you said, with others. And uh, that's what I noticed when I started the um, the WB space is that we didn't have even now we didn't have any um spam whatsoever mm. so because of the paywall as you said people came and they just wanted to meet other like-minded people uh, so that's another reason why people join uh, especially in indie hackers it's really hard to find people with a similar mindset mm -hmm. so you can join, join a community to find people with a similar mindset yeah it's, I, I think of it sometimes as like like the value of an audience right so there's a lot of value to having uh, like your own personal audience. You can ask questions and get them answered really quickly. You can get attention for ideas. You can get people to support what you're working on. And I think you get a lot of the same benefits by joining a private community too. Mm -hmm. It's like people pay attention to each other so much more in those spaces that you can come in with yeah. no audience at all. But because you're in the same space and everyone mm -hmm. knows you're coming from the same place and you already like passed whatever the gates are, whether they're like, oh, you have to be on the podcast first, or mm -hmm. like you have to pay a membership fee, that they're much more invested in you to begin yeah, with. Yeah, so when yeah. you post something, you ask a question, you actually get an answer. Yeah, exactly. Um, or, you know, you could spend three years building an audience first and get yeah. some of that same value. Yeah, but, you can also, exactly. So, so do you want to spend three years or, you know, yeah. $30? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a growth hack as yeah. well. Like you, you have this audience and you have also something that I, I really appreciate that I don't like about Twitter and these other... Um, let's call them communities. Some people call them communities. I'm not sure if they're social media or communities, whatever, but the audience on Twitter, for example, is never really yours. You're like renting this audience and you mm -hmm. lose it. Sometimes if there's an algorithm change, if you get banned, um, if, if you stop posting, you don't have this audience anymore. And if you stop posting for, let's say a year and then you return, you post and then no one will answer you. Correct. Whereas in these communities, the audience is always there as long as you're paying. Right. But, and as if long as you, the community is active, right? Like yeah, as long as, long as, as the community is active, you, you can just answer or ask a question and people will always answer you most of the time if it's probably, if it's a good question. But um, yeah. So, so that's why you join a community. But why do you start a community? Yeah. It's, uh, but before we go to that, there's also another, and you mentioned another reason why I think people might join communities, as you said, is to learn from others. Uh, so in the WB space, people are kind of all in the same level. We are all want to be entrepreneurs or like mm -hmm. bootstrappers, but in the starting level. So no one is really making a lot of money out of that. But I guess, for instance, if you join a Daniel Vasalo kind of community or maybe Raman Club, which... I'd say Indie Worldwide. Indie Worldwide as well. Like yeah. we range from idea stage to uh, million dollar business stage, yeah. even like unicorn company stage. So do you have people with uh, making that amount of... Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you motivate do you motivate these people that are in a, another level? Yeah. To be there and pay for it. Um, I took a really direct path for that. Where I'll, when you join Indie Worldwide, part of what you're paying for is introduction introductions to other founders making the same amount of money as you are. Okay. So you tell me how much you're making, and then I introduce you to the other people at that level. Okay. Um, but you want to be introduced to someone making more money, you know? You want to be within like an order of magnitude, mm -hmm. you know? So if you're making a million dollars a year 
um, I'll mostly introduce you to other people at that same level or a bit above or a bit below. Okay. Yeah. So you have this matching service that you need to do it yourself. You need to... At first I did it by hand. Then I wrote some code to do it and like mm -hmm. Google Sheet plus Node.js scripts. Recently we switched to a, like a platform, like a mm -hmm. no code tool called Intros that we're trying ah. out. Seems to work yeah. just as well. So I think we're going to stick with it. So how does it work? People introduce their, their data there mm -hmm. and it matches. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It's okay. pretty straightforward. It works pre pretty similar to the way I was running it before. Um, I just had this like algorithm that would look at several factors but mostly revenue and mm -hmm. then try to make conversations from that that's interesting it works really well like that's the first thing people wanted to pay for mm -hmm. was the intro service yeah, yeah yeah i think one thing i think you tweeted recently about it so uh, and correct me if i'm wrong but uh, i read some tweets where you said that if you want to know why people buy your product talk with your users or was it you something like this? Mm, I don't know. I tweet a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it, that's, gotta maintain the that's audience. kind of the <laughs> yeah. That's that's the point. But that's kind of the point, right? Like you need to ask your users and really understand why they are in your yeah. community, and uh, you've done that as well, right? Yeah. Like everything I ship for Indie Worldwide is based directly on talking to people in Indie mm. Worldwide. So I don't By really have chatting? to guess what to build. Yeah, because I'm talking to them all day long. You know, I'm like just as embedded as you can possibly be mm -hmm. with that crowd, right? So um, there's plenty of product ideas. Mm -hmm. And so this like intro service um, came from, okay, like how do I get more people to be friends with each other mm -hmm. in this group? I don't want them just being friends with me. So then I may as well just do that on Twitter. I want them to be friends with each other. Yeah, yeah, where the yeah. value is the network, not not myself, right? Exactly, yeah. And so I was like, oh, what's how do I get people to talk to each other one-on-one? It's like, well, let me just literally introduce people one-on-one -on -one to each other. Yeah. And so it started as just like a Google form. People filled out their information. The first round, I just like went through it manually. It's like, okay, um, uh, Vulcan should talk to Mark, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, second, the second week, because I was like, all right, I'll, let's do this every week. I was like, oh, shit, like this is already like traveling salesman hard kind of problem because I yeah. have to factor in who's met who already. And like plan around that. So then I wrote a script that kind of like figured those things out for me. Mm -hmm. And I just like every week I'd make the algorithm a little bit better, a little bit better. Um, now it kind of looks like the matrix is running. Like when I hit it, because uh, like it's so taking cool. all these things That's into so account. Cool. Yeah. Uh, then uh, um, like someone had the idea to turn that into a SaaS, not from our community, but like mm -hmm. outside of our community. And then. Um, uh, they, I was like, okay, well, I'll switch to that because it came with all kinds of nice-to-haves like mm -hmm. scheduling and hosting and um, email reminders and stuff that I didn't really want to implement myself mm -hmm. as a solo founder. How much do you pay for that service? I don't think we're paying for it. Really? Because the, the founder joined the community. Ah. I had actually met him in New York uh, in person um, a couple times, but then he joined the community. And then I was like, all right, like... If you're gonna be in this community, then we'll definitely go ahead. Like I try as much as possible to use community members um, software. So like the best way to get me to buy something is to join the group. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now we have a lot of people joining. Literally, like I've switched out to um, uh, Typeform for Tally because mm -hmm. Marie's been in the community for a long time. Yeah. Or we're hosted on Hopin because the founder of Hopin was a community member. Um, we use Featherblog because Banu's in the community. Yeah. Like literally, like the whole Indie Worldwide like community yeah. platform is just built on Indie Worldwide members' tools. Yeah. I also use, uh, but more 
personally, I use some tools from the community. I use uh, Hive uh, from uh, Luca that yeah. basically automates your DMs. It's really cool. And um, I use Famewall uh, from Gotham that uh, kind of creates these review walls from Twitter. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. And uh, so, yeah, those, those two. And normally they, they offer like cheap prices for community members, which mm -hmm. is always nice. Um, I think you've, you've done a really good job of building your own solutions, even like the one-on-ones is like the only thing I've implemented myself. You've got all kinds of integrations yeah. in your Slack. I love that, actually. They're sick. I, I love this. I love your streak bot. Yeah, the streak bot is something that uh, I've created, which basically we have a group uh, called What I Am Doing Today, mm -hmm. where people every day go there and share what they are doing. And then to, and I, I realized that people were actually active. It's actually, by the way, a funny story. I started by calling it the stand-up. You know what's a stand-up? Mm -hmm. So the stand-up, for the ones that do not know, it's like normally in the tech world, you have these meetings every day, normally in the morning, where the developers, the developing team gets together and they say what they're going to work. So I thought, okay, this is cool. I will create it. And no one was using it first. And then even a friend, they said like, ah, maybe we should archive this channel. It's not very good. I archive it. But then I still felt the need because as you said, I I'm still very embedded in the, in the community and I, I am a user. So I, I changed the name to what I'm doing today. And then people were like using it quite often. And then I was like, you know what would be cool? To create a way to keep your streak. So if you do mm -hmm. it every day, it increments. And then people loved it. They, yeah. are, they want to keep the streak. They would just like say, today it's, it's a holiday. So I'm going, I don't know, to the beach with my kids. Sometimes just it's not even... Streak. Yeah, just to keep the streak. Um, I think now Ian is the one that has the, the highest streak, which is... 140 Damn, days. That's great. That's crazy, right? Like it was, it's it's absurd. It's really cool. And he, if he misses one day, uh, you will lose everything. Yeah. The so. activity level in your Slack is like really phenomenal. Like I feel like you said, no, you. like you said, like there's no like dead weight in your Slack right now. Like nobody is a spammer. Everybody is invested. Yeah. And I think because it is like a small group, like everyone is, seems to participate a lot. Mm -hmm. So I think like. I um, snoop on everybody's slacks, right? And yours has got very high engagement, yeah, proportional, yeah, yeah. especially to the size of the community because it's not a huge group, but it's really active. Yeah, I believe so. Even though it changed, like there's months where people are more active, months where people are not as active. And I do get a little bit anxious um, when, when I see, yeah, when it drops. Yeah, around do, August. Do you feel the same? Yeah, August um, was, man, I August definitely keep an eye on the engagement rate like i pay the most attention to how many people are posting mm. and like the quality of those posts um so it's definitely something i'm paying attention to it doesn't necessarily make me anxious like our pace is kind of set by our events right because mm. we're like live events first and slack is kind of a bonus now maybe it's flipped right. a little where it's like slack and then live events mm -hmm. but we've always been really focused on like okay at least once a month we're gonna have like a live Mm. meet up online that's always yeah. been like our core thing right so um because so like people can be a part of indie worldwide and just be the email intros or just go to the events or just be in slack mm -hmm. um so it helps it not be so much just about the one thing you know yeah yeah there's like a How, lot of different touch points I, I totally agree with the event situation and that was one of my mistakes i haven't organized an event for a long time too long because i can really see that after an event people get more together and they get more active yeah um but one thing that was really hard is we have people from all over the world and mm. you as well and it's extremely hard to find a time a schedule that works for everyone so it normally yeah. i would just schedule for europe time and sometimes some people from asia would, jo would join 
but mostly was only people from Europe and the others will be like, hey, what about me? Yeah. How do you manage that? It's like literally impossible to please everybody. Yeah. So I found the best is to focus first on just having one event that's around the same time and day every month. So people that can mm. plan around it start to plan around it. Right. What I want to do over time is have hosts in the, the Americas, Europe, Africa, yeah. and Asia. And so like we have one event for each of them every month. Mm-hmm. Right now, the way I do it is like, okay, like this is the, like usually we have at least one event on a Thursday around like 12 p.m. Mm-hmm. New York time, which works for, kind of works for people in like Los Angeles, San Francisco, they get up a little yeah. early and it works all the way into like India. They just stay up a little bit late. It covers most of the world. Yeah. 12 p.m. Uh, yeah. What's that UTC? You know, it's like five. Five UTC. Okay. Yeah, and then when I whenever I have a guest, then I just work with their hours, and so we'll have yeah. some events that are like Asia time or like yeah. SF time or Australia time mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, now I'm trying out. I created three different groups. Mm-hmm. One is I call it the Americas, then the other one is Europe and Africa, and the other one is uh, Asia and Oceania. And I, I'm actually planning three different events yeah. for each time. Um, and let's see, we are having our event uh, actually tomorrow. Oh, cool. Um, so let's see if TFTI. this works better. Sorry. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are in the group. You can see it. Uh, you, you actually do it public, right? Oh, no. it's only For now, it's only people in the community that um, can join. I've experimented with both. Lately, all of our events have been public to join. Like, anyone can, can join them. But we only advertise them in, like, spaces where there's okay. a lot of indie hackers hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, might switch that back to, to private again, where it's, like, members only. Yeah. Or do some kind of hybrid. I'm still like experimenting with yeah. what works best. Yeah, ours has been have been only uh, private, but um, yeah, you're welcome to join. You you have two schedules tomorrow, uh, one from Asia time and the other one uh, Europe time. But uh, yeah, you can join any. What and, time uh, is the Europe time one? Europe time, I don't wanna I don't wanna trick you. I think it's like four or something. Uh, but there are a lot of people in um, are going to uh, hopefully. Uh, participate in the Asia Asia one, which mm. is ten uh, thirty here in Portugal. So I'll also be there. I think it'll be fun. And this was the first part of my conversation with Anthony. If you want to hear the second part, just go to Indie Worldwide's podcast. The episode link will be in the show notes. If you want to support the wannabe entrepreneur, you can listen to all the interviews I have for you at wannabe-entrepreneur.com slash episodes and you can become a member of the WB space it's $10 per month and you get to meet a lot of bootstrappers from all over the world all of us there building our projects together this was another wannabe entrepreneur see you in indie worldwide